And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I always come to you when I have the big questions. So can I ask you something? Is it a big question, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews? I think so. All right, then go ahead. Why do they call them graham crackers? Huh. Well, that's a great question. One that I'm sure Wikipedia would be able to answer for us. I'm assuming it's somebody named Graham. Well, that was what I was going to assume, but you know what? I don't know. Let's see. The Graham Cracker was inspired by the preaching of Sylvester Graham, who was a part of and strongly influenced by the 19th century temperance movement. Graham believed that a vegetarian diet anchored by homemade whole grain bread made from wheat coarsely ground at home as part of a lifestyle that involved minimizing pleasure and stimulation of all kinds was how God intended people to live, and that following this natural law would keep people healthy. All right. I was raised Catholic. I believe you were raised Catholic. Does God really want us not to get any pleasure out of life? Depends on which God, I suppose. Um, his followers, called Gramites. <laughs> yes! Followed one of the first vegetarian movements in the United States. And Graham Flowers, Graham Crackers, and Graham Bread were created for and marketed to them. Sylvester Graham neither invented nor profited from these products. Hmm. I like Graham Crackers. They're delicious. I get pleasure out of them. I'm eating one right now. In fact, I'm willing to bet, though, that the original Graham Cracker... Didn't Probably like this. No, I'm guessing it did not have the amount of sugar that has got to be in these bastards now. Excuse have me. You had, have you had the chocolate graham crackers? I'm going to say yes, although I can't distinctly remember them. They're also good, and each time I'm at the store, I have a moment where I'm like, maybe I'll try those. But how you doing, Doc? Oh, I'm good. Oscar, have, yes, is doing well as well. You have You have internet access now. Yeah, I was uh, touch and go there for a little while after the devastating snowstorm that hit us on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, did not have internet access for at least 24 hours, I'd say. How did you, how did you handle it? Because I believe that on a previous episode of this show, we have talked about how you might be able to survive without internet access. So you, you enjoyed your 24 hours of yeah, being off I mean, the grid? I wasn't that off the grid. I think, if anything, I tweeted more than usual because I was able to get internet access via, you know, the LTE connection on my phone. So I think, if anything, um, I was probably, yeah, not really that disconnected. Just disconnected enough that I couldn't do anything like play video games or watch mm-hmm. Netflix or watch TV in general because we got to watch all of our television via the internet connection. So, you know, Speak- it was fine. Speaking of Twitter, congratulations on your 3,000 followers. Yes, congratulations to me. 3,000 followers. I, I'm almost, I'm, I'm over halfway to 3,100 at this point, so. I, uh, I, I had for, for like a, a six-hour period, 
I hit 3,000, and now I'm back down to 2,992. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use the quality over quantity line, even though I literally screamed "What the heck!" when I woke up this morning. And I saw am gonna I've, say for somebody who tweets quite often about it's how it's the quality of the followers, it's about the conversation, it's about the interaction and feedback. I, I'm gonna say uh, as soon as I hit three thousand, I noticed that your uh, your follower count sort of jumped up there really quick. Uh, I don't know. It suddenly seemed like you weren't uh, practicing what you preach there, oh, popal of positivity. I'm trying. I'm trying to increase my positivity by giving more followers a chance, and it's it's left me here at twenty nine ninety two. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know. As long as we're talking about business, um, man, your dog is barking a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna go yell at him actually. So uh, you keep talking. And I'll be right back. <clears throat> All right. Doc has switched off the microphone, so we can't hear. He has opened the door. I can see in the reflection of the Ghostbusters poster that adorns the wall behind his AK racing chair. Oh, he's back. The door is closing. The headphones are going back on. And the mic has returned. Hello. You, you didn't want to hear us. We didn't, you didn't want us to hear you actual yelling. No. Now, did you yell at Oscar or at Mrs. Manson? That's what I want to know. I yelled at Oscar. Mrs. Manson is down in the basement. I think she may be uh, exercising, so she wasn't around to soothe the beast, as it were. Ah. So I will go back and see if I can't uh, remove some of that barking from this track. But anyways, I won't be able to get it no, all, but we'll fine. see. It's, it's, it's not a problem. It was just you know, I It was I a lot. It. And he, it's, that's his mode. Once he gets barking, he does not stop. He needs an intervention to stop. So um, it's... If, and it's 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 anything a jogger going by somebody pushing a baby stroller uh another dog another dog is the worst uh and it's funny cuz he won't bark at people like when he's at least well less so when he's outside you know when we're on our leash going on a walk he'll just want mm -hmm. to run up to people and say hello but when he's inside he goes ballistic i assume it's because he's saying hey over here come and rescue me uh come and love me come and rub my belly but it, it's just very odd. Very or it's odd a protective indeed. thing, and, you know, he is inside his house, and there's someone he can see. Yeah, I mean, I, that may be part of it, because, you know, honestly, I was saying he doesn't really bark much outside. Uh, he doesn't bark much outside when I'm walking him. Uh, I have noticed that when Mrs. Manson takes him out, she seems to have more trouble with him. I don't know if that's because I take less crap than she does, or if it's because he feels more protective of her. I, I suspect it's probably the latter. I would say um, so. Yeah. But anyways, um, as I was going to say, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about this back and forth, you and I, and I figure we should probably get this out there to all the DDT besties. Uh, we are I nothing if not transparent. Correct. Um, we are certainly transparent as much as possible. This is not something that I think we're planning to launch this week or next, but in the near future, yes. DC and Doc Manson will be launching a Patreon campaign we figured it was long time for us to get the money um i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding ladies and gentlemen it's a joke um but you know i was 
recently, you know, going through rebuilding the website a little bit, changing our web presence, uh, redirecting our domains. I had to go on and, you know, re-register our domain names, that sort of thing. And so at some point I decided to actually write down what it costs to actually keep this entire ship going. And you'll you'll see when we first launched the Patreon, that's that's our going to be our first goal, simply to, you know, have ideally some patrons who really love what we do who are willing to contribute towards our current outgoing monthly expenses at no point ever i believe in this endeavor of ours did we think we're doing this to become rich no we have we have no designs on becoming like sam roberts or david rosenberg or whoever the guys that are on the pay-per-view pre-shows. I mean, if Triple H calls me tomorrow, I'm not going to turn down an appearance. But no. um, it's not in the design document anyways for no. where we're going with this. But, it, but it, you know, but having that sort of, you know, money there that can defray some of the costs so that, you know, and then, as you said, once we achieve that goal, we have other goals to improve the quality of our show and to yeah. make things better for our DDT besties. Absolutely. So uh, I don't want to spend too, too much time on this other than to tease the fact that this is coming. We, we've got these goals worked out. We've got some rewards tiers that I think we're still sort of discussing. But there should be some good stuff in there for you guys if that's the sort of thing that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, you know, if you listen to this show, don't feel like once this launches you have to, you know, get on there. Don't feel bad if you can't, whatever. All we're doing is putting this up there as a way for people who would like to try to contribute towards the show, keeping us, you know, sane and keeping this, I guess, train running for as long as possible. It's just another way for you, rephrased, it is a way for you to keep the wacky oral antics coming your way. How about that? I Um, think that's a great... Yeah, but that said, uh, DDT Wrestling has always been available free of charge, so don't have any fears about that. We're not going away. We're not going to suddenly put our content behind some sort of paywall or something like that. I mean, I can't say that someday we might not have, you know, a Patreon-exclusive show. I mean, that's certainly possible, No, but but it would be something else. Your weekly DDT Wrestling will continue to be free, and I don't believe we're ever going to go the route of certain podcasts where... You know, I'm thinking of like even like uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Like at a certain point, all of his older shows you now have to pay for. Yeah, like, no, no. They became <clears throat> they became essentially you know digital downloads and things like that. I don't think we're ever going to go that way either. The DDT wrestling content that you seem to enjoy each and every week will continue to be free. The list, as far as I can tell, uh, will continue to be something we put out there. Absolutely. I'm certainly not going to charge anyone for buy the book. (laughs) You can try. No, I can't. (laughs) I should be sending people quarters. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I just want to tease that. I don't know. We don't have a date to tease yet, but no, you know, I'm thinking we're probably at least two weeks away. So uh... no. And at this point, we're less than a month away. We could hypothetically, we could. Launch it with WrestleMania. I know we had talked about that, and oh, it seemed yeah. like a it seemed like a ways away. But it's March tenth right now. WrestleMania is maybe, April eighth. Maybe we so. will do that. The only thing is, I know a lot of people 
you know, in the community probably are traveling. They're away at WrestleMania weekend. They're busy that weekend. It might That's not true. be the ideal time to launch such a thing. So perhaps, but... so perhaps the week before we'll, we will launch as we at the beginning of WrestleMania week, not the end of WrestleMania. We could we could paint ourselves as the pre pre pre-show for yes. WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. All right. S- speaking of WrestleMania, Doc Manson at Doc yeah. Manson, we are uh, right on the cusp. It is actually the eve of the final pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It's fast lane time, the SmackDown pay-per-view. Are you excited? No. I talked myself into it a little bit on my most recent episode of By the Book because on paper, the matches look good. Do they? Um, If you could tell me what the matches are, that would probably be a first step towards me being excited. Uh, I honestly, I haven't watched SmackDown at all, nor read about it, so I actually have no idea what is happening on Fastlane. Okay, well, let let me try to... Wet your appetite for it. Oh, with um, the exception, I guess, I, I know John Cena is in some multi-man match. I know that only because he talked about it on Raw, which I did watch this week. So mm-hmm. I did find it interesting that John yeah. Cena had to go on to Raw to sell people into watching SmackDown. Yeah. Um, all right, so the undercard. Let's get hey, out some of curiosity. The- I mean, yes. you might not agree with this statement, but do you remember when SmackDown was the better of the shows from the brand split? Yes. And or at you least could make the, some you people could make made that case, argument. You could make the case that the talent is still superior. The talent on SmackDown is could be superior, with the exception of Braun Strowman, to the talent on Raw, yet Raw is where people... With the exception of Asuka. Well, that's true, too. And Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman. And you know what? Sorry to derail you even further, but I've what come around. I've decided... Uh, while looking through a series of GIFs after searching for the phrase walk with, that Elias really is very good. He is. He is, he is. I am looking forward to this man losing the guitar crutch and actually sort of evolving into something a little more forward. Well, um, if you watch the Symphony of Destruction, you know, he he played the piano a little bit, he no, played the drums. No, that's not, not what I'm talking well. about. I'm not I'm talking about losing the music gimmick because this guy has charisma. Just like just like again, there was just these little gifts of him there's the walk with Elias thing. There's the WWE means walk with Elias. Like and there's just these little things where he's like sitting there with his guitar, the lights go out, and he's like, just don't... I think the, the gif is, like, captioned, like, don't start with me, Denver, and and just, like, little things like that. Like, like I think it was one time when Jason Jordan was coming out, and he was just like, oh, this is going to be good. He's just he's just got these little <clears throat> things, this little off-the-cuff the, the sort of responses and things. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's clearly good, got that charisma. He's a good improviser. Yes, he and is. And I think, I think the best wrestlers... Uh, at least when it comes to verbal skills, are good improvisers. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, he plays he plays with it. He said that to um, when Braun Strowman showed up with the bass. You know, all of a sudden, Roman, like Elias said some kind of off-the-cuff thing that clearly wasn't scripted. But, no, he is, he is very good. So, the undercard. These are the matches that won't necessarily excite you. And truth be told, I'm not sure how much of this will excite you, but at least on paper. Uh, 
Becky Lynch and Naomi, that amazing tag team, will take on the tag team of Natalia and the holder still of the Money in the Bank briefcase, Carmella. Okay, so Carmella being involved in a match implies she will not be cashing in at Fastlane. One would think she would not be. Carmella being champion, unless she's going to fail to cash in, Carmella being champion, uh, I don't know, is going to do a lot, especially since most people still believe Asuka's heading to SmackDown. She is. Um, So you can have Asuka versus Charlotte, or you can have Asuka versus Carmella. One of those is clearly the better option. Though I suppose Charlotte is defending her title at Fastlane. Is she? Yes, but it's not against Becky Lynch or Naomi or Natalia or Carmella. Okay, so she's going to defend against Liv Morgan. No. Sarah Logan. No. Well, there's nobody else I can think of. It is Ruby Riot. Ugh. I like Ruby Riot. I don't know why I went ugh at that. I actually, I used to like Ruby Riot. There's something about this whole thing on the main roster that has completely turned me off from all three of them. It's the fact that it's Absolution 2.0. I still don't understand why you had Paige come out with a blonde and a brunette, and then the next week you have Ruby Riot come out with a blonde and a brunette. I also, again, I watched Raw this week. Um, I... Now that Paige cannot wrestle, yes, I don't. This is going to sound bad, and I apologize. I no longer see her value as an on-screen performer. She is a bad talker, at best. Okay. Well, it's interesting to me that she doesn't even go to ringside with them. She literally walks out, stands on the ramp with her little Converse sneakers and a ripped jeans. Like, does a pose for the crowd, and then walks backstage. Yeah. So, like, just... I have a sneaking suspicion mm. that after WrestleMania, whether it's with the Superstar shakeup or what, Absolution ends. So, actually, the weird thing is the Riot Squad might be the thing that lasts out of these two fairly similar trios. Yeah. Because there is, there is no point. Mandy Rose could go on to do something else. Sonya Deville could go on to do something else. I want Mandy Rose to become a permanent mixed tag team with With Goldust. Yeah. They are beautiful together. It's wonderful. It really is. What did you think? We'll get back to Fastlane. I don't think anyone's going to mind if we we kind of put that on the back burner. What did you think of Goldust and John Cena from Raw since you watched? Uh, It was good. I liked it. The match was good, you know, yeah. the promo was good. People were like, I have no idea what Goldust is saying, but I'm like, what else is new? Right, yeah. I mean, I just, it was something I didn't expect to see. It was, but like, I was, I guess, it felt like Goldust did have something to say, you know, in terms of not having had opportunities. John Cena's talking about, you know, not having a WrestleMania moment. Yes. So, like, Goldust coming out and being like, well, where's my WrestleMania moment? I mean, think, I mean, don't get me wrong, it he's had one way back in the day. years ago. Right, exactly, but... <laughs> which is which is an amazing thing to say. Yeah, it is. Goldust's WrestleMania moment happened in 1996. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I thought it was good. 
Goldust, honestly, he looks and is wrestling at the peak of his performance now at this mm-hmm. point in his career. I like seeing Goldust regularly. So Me too. I loved it. I you know, as a Goldust fan, I was I was super excited. And I would be totally up for, you know, they're adding titles left and right in the WWE and in NXT. So why not create a mixed tag team title and Goldust and Mandy Rose can wrestle Sure. You know, one of the Usos and Naomi and there we go. Absolutely. All right. Getting back to Fastlane. So we've got the women's tag. We've got the women's title match. The women are taken care of. Um, let's see. Charlotte the only other... versus, oh, yeah. Ruby, Ruby Riot. Riot. Yeah. The only other non-title match is Shinsuke Nakamura the month before going on to potentially main event WrestleMania will be taking on Rusev. Why? Reasons. <laughs> what is there uh, is there a feud? No, but okay. Rusev was coming out and talking about no opportunities. He had mentioned that John Cena's, you know, coming out talking about no opportunities and he's a 16-time world champion and I think Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan said, "Well, then I have an opportunity for you, Rusev, at Fastlane." And Shinsuke came out. And we haven't seen Shinsuke in a couple of weeks it feels like. He was How kinda- is that an opportunity for Rusev? If he wins, does he get added I to the wish, title match? I wish. But no, I think it's just he has a pay-per-view match against Shinsuke. So he'll be able to lose. And then... That's not an opportunity. Like, just having a match with no stakes is not equivalent to having an opportunity. Well, then it's not an opportunity. But I do not believe that... Trust me, if Rusev can win and get yeah. added to the match, that would be amazing. Even though he'd lose anyways, but yeah, still, he, yeah, he's gonna lose amazing. this match though. Whatever, okay, great. All right, moving title on. Title matches: Usos, the tag team champions, taking still, okay. on. Okay, don't care already. Your so. favorites, the New Day. The New Day, whom lost a match with a stipulation that they could not challenge the tag team titles as long as the Usos were champion. I would assume they would go with the. Well, they've since. I think. Didn't they lose the title to Gable and Benjamin for a hot second? Maybe. Maybe now that they're new champions, it's not the same. Did Gable and Benjamin ever lose, actually, win the titles for a hot second? I thought they won, but that was immediately reversed, so they didn't actually win. Oh, maybe that was it. Well, either way, the Usos and the New Day are wrestling. Uh Uh-huh. And that's also going to happen at WrestleMania, no doubt. Exact same match. No, I think the Bludgeon Brothers would be involved. I th- I'm, I'm, if you've been listening to buy the book, which I'm sure you haven't, um, I'm thinking it's Usos versus New Day versus trip uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers in some sort of triple threat. You disagree, or you're just shaking your head for fun now? Okay, I don't disagree with you. I disagree with the idea that the Bludgeon Brothers could be involved in a WrestleMania match. Do they have any heat? Does anyone care about them? At all? They did smash a television with their hammers. So, no. The Usos made a very valid point the other day. There was a there was a promo between the Usos and the New Day that I liked. And the Usos mentioned that they have never wrestled on the WrestleMania main card. Good. You're terrible. You have no charisma. You're bad performers. They've got charisma on lock. I don't know what that means. 
I really I don't like the Usos. I didn't like them when they were you, when they were didn't the faces. Mind them briefly when they when they turned heel. You appreciated the difference at least. I appreciated the turn, but they quickly just fell back into them not being charismatic. All they do is yell and talk about things that I don't understand. Maybe it's because I don't smoke the weed. I don't know. (laughs) You don't smoke the weed. Well, that's what all the kids do, right? And I assume that these people look, uh, they they must appeal to to young people. Uh, I don't know, because they don't appeal to me. does not smoke the weed. (laughs) No, I don't. Sorry. All right. So you don't like the Usos? No, they suck. (laughs) Next up, the U.S. title match. The U.S. champion is? Let's go with Baron Corbin. No. Okay. The U.S. champion is far more glorious than that. Oh, okay. It's Bobby Roode then. Bob Roode. (laughs) Bobbert. Bobbert Roode. Bob Roode, as Rusev calls him, Bob Roode, will be taking on his fierce competitor challenger, Randy Orton. I don't... Okay, so let me get this straight, DC. While the Usos suck, Randy Orton might be the single most boring wrestler in the company. And outside of his entrance... I could maybe make an argument that Bobby Roode is the second most boring wrestler in the company. So you took the two most boring wrestlers in the WWE, gave them a match at a pay-per-view, and also made it for a title that nobody cares about. Congratulations! That's going to be a winner. trying to find a way to disagree with that. Both Bobby Roode and Randy Orton are are pretty talented in-ring competitors. They're they not can the most be. exciting. Maybe they'll have a nice old-school style matchup that will remind us of old-school competitors. It'll Do be you like see Randy Orton? Under- Randy Orton is one of those competitors, like Alberto Del Rio, like so many others, who only gives a good performance as far as I can tell, when he's actually invested in what he's doing. Yes. Do you think that 13 or 12 time or whatever, how many times that idiot has won the championship, do you see this gentleman as being excited and invested in a match in which he is facing a, a, a first-year company, nobody, little minor league talent for a championship that he could give a crap about? I would say it really needs to depend on what I've seen from him, but since I don't watch a whole lot of SmackDown, I haven't seen what he's doing. I'm guessing he's, you know, I think he likes that his hair's a little longer. I think he appreciates that. Randy Orton's got some longer hair now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't tell you that he's supremely invested in this, especially since he's either destined for another U.S. title match at WrestleMania, some sort of multi-man match, or the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Because it's not like he's going to find something else to do in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. I, I realize I'm being very negative right now. So I apologize if you're still listening. But I just... I, mm, mm, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the stories aren't getting me invested here. Which brings us to the main event, which is, yes, the six-pack challenge. AJ Styles defending his World Heavyweight Championship against John Cena, but also Kevin Owens, but also Sami Zayn, but also Baron Corbin, but also Dolph Ziggler. Okay, I hope AJ wins, and that's that. Well, I, I think that's... I can't imagine him not winning. I can't imagine WWE teasing fans multiple times with AJ and Shinsuke and then giving it to Cena or even Owens and Owens Nakamura would be a great match too, but I'm assuming it'll happen. And you know how that relates to everyone else right now. The rumor is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be in the battle Royal. John Cena may or may not be wrestling the undertaker, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin will do, I'm sure, something. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the thing with John Cena right now is the story that they're telling is he has no opportunity at WrestleMania. He has no match. Um, to continue telling that story, he has to lose on Sunday. So, I mean, that's pretty much that. That's the reason why I don't think he's going to win. Um, but, yeah, um, can I – I just want to bring up a, a – a point of comparison, a compare and contrast, if you will. I don't remember when this was. It was probably a couple years ago at this point. But do you remember when the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania was Roadblock? They had just in, they had just introduced it that year, and I can't remember a whole bunch about that show, but here we are several years later, and I still remember Triple H versus Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, yeah. you know, fighting for an opportunity at WrestleMania where it seemed like a lot was on the line. It seemed like this show could actually have a big impact on the upcoming WrestleMania. It was in, I was invested. I was really interested to see where that went. It, it was exciting leading into the biggest show of the year. And then meanwhile, this year, we've got this wet fart of a show that, frankly, I don't know that anybody really cares about. And beyond that, I don't think anything that happens at this show has the real possibility of significantly changing WrestleMania in a way that matters. I mean, you, I no. know the six-pack challenge is probably the thing you could go to immediately and say, well, no, I mean, that could vary. I, don't. I am I am 100% sure that AJ Styles retains. So, I mean, but, I mean, isn't it just very strange that this, I mean, I was more excited, I don't know why, but I was more excited for the show that just went by on the Raw side. What was that? I don't remember the name of it. Um, what pay-per-view just happened two weeks ago? Elimination Chamber? Yeah, Sure. I mean, I was more I was more excited for that show than this one. I, I I just well, yes, because there's more stories on that show. Yeah, and there was a giant chamber. Yeah, if this was TLC, if this was Hell in a Cell, if this was anything like that, it would be more exciting. But Fastlane is just generic pay per view. There is a part of me that is the conspiracy theorist that thinks this is all happening intentionally to make fans want them to go back to a dual branded pay-per-view listen because this won't happen i don't want them to go back to Ron a dual Smackdown branded are doing the same shows i want them to go back to a single brand product like there was no need i i i railed against the brand split the moment it got brought up it's a bad idea it never works it always just leads to these situations they overextended themselves the number of live events that they had and now they're going back 
to combining the pay-per-views. If they're going to do that, if you're going to have pay-per-views that are both brands, you don't really have a brand split. Just give it up. Forget about having different brands on the television shows. It's pointless. It's it's a line in the sand that doesn't mean anything. It's pointless. So then do you fire half the roster? Yes, sure. They have so much talent right now that's fantastic, and they're not using them at all. Okay. Cut it back. Keep the people that you're actually going to use. Tell good stories. Be done with it. Do you think that's where we're going? No. I don't. If so I, I, I actually to- think, if anything, to be honest, I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see more talents um, move to 205 Live. I think we're going to see more people maybe move to NXT or NXT have, you know, a longer tenure for people. It's going to become more of its own brand and it's going to remain network only. You know, I just I think that they are going to reduce the number of talents on Raw and SmackDown Mm -hmm. and we'll see how that plays out. If they did what you said. If they got rid of the brand split, would you watch SmackDown? No, but here's the thing. I'm not watching it now. Okay, but aren't you more... You were at one point when the brand split started and SmackDown was the better show, so... Well, the thing is, if they go back to having... I I think I see where you're going with this. If they go back to a single brand show, SmackDown will forever be the B show. There'll be no There's no going to be there's going to be no but at least before when there was a brand split, you could say, "Well, I really want to watch these talents." And if I want to yeah. see them, I'm going to watch that show. If they go back to not being split, again, I think this is where you were going with this. Yeah. I no longer have an incentive to watch no. SmackDown well, at all. Especially since as far as I can remember, they didn't you know Unless you're talking Attitude Era stuff, the brands when the brand split didn't happen, SmackDown became the site of Teddy Long tag team matches. Yeah. Here's to the talents you like wrestling in matches that matter absolutely not at all. Well, because but in we all want fairness, you to come to the show when their television contract goes to Fox, um, and SmackDown ends up on Fox Sports Net Six or whatever, nobody's going to be able to watch it anyways. So at that point, SmackDown will cease to be at some point. So that's fine. See, I'd rather see, and again, I've been I've been tooting this horn for a while. Expand NXT, uh-huh. send some roster, send some guys down, and no, it's not a developmental brand anymore. No, it's not. Create an actual brand that is developmental. Let Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne and all these guys wrestle on a you know, wrestle and, you know, ply their craft and hone their trade. They don't need development and give guys like the Ely twins or Lars Sullivan or Bianca Belair, the chance to actually get better. So then they can go do something else in a more meaningful situation. Agreed. Either way. And I don't um, know if I really believe everything I just said. I just, you know, I don't. I hopefully I make people too mad. Well, you've you've alienated Pav for damn sure. Why? What is Pav? Because he's he's the champion of the brand split. He cried. Yeah, whatever. Wept openly when they brought the brand split back, and here you are, just blase, saying, "All right, they've done it for a year or so. Forget that." Well, I mean, if Pav is still listening to us at this point, I mean, I railed against the brand split hard when it was happening, so he he knows how I feel. 
That's true. Pav understands. Um, are you going to watch Fastlane tomorrow night? I was planning to, but now that we've talked about the matches, I'm less sure of that. I will watch it eventually, I'm right. sure, because it's on the WWE Network. But I, you know, when 7 or 8 p.m., because it's a three-hour show, it'll probably start at 8, 8 p.m. tomorrow night, can't imagine I'm going to be sitting down to watch it. Now, granted, it's the champ's birthday tomorrow. He turns the big 70. Oh, so, the champ. My, yes. I was thinking for a minute. I was like, oh, AJ Styles? <laughs> Wait, 70? Okay, that's not AJ Styles. Are you talking about Ric Flair? Isn't Ric Flair no. older than 70 already? He might not be. Pa- Papa Matthews is turning 70. So we will be we will be celebrating with him. So I might not even be back in time to watch Fastlane. And, and I'll get to it. I'm sure I'll get to it. Have you been keeping up with 205 Live? You did bring that up. No. It's good. I believe you. I've, I've seen I've good. seen some little clips here and there of uh, Drake Maverick that makes me want to go back and watch all the episodes I haven't watched. But at this point, the backlog of those is so big that I'm sort of like, eh, whatever. Not that the Drake Maverick era hasn't been going on that long. It's probably been like five weeks or so, and that's yeah. too much. Watch one a day. Eh. Watch three or four tomorrow night instead of Fastlane. Eh, I actually, much like yourself, I think we're seeing uh, Mrs. Manson's family, so I... Uh, I don't know if I will even be around to watch it. Bring your phone, get the WWE Network app, and watch it with headphones on while Mrs. Manson chats with her family. Yeah, I'd like to. (laughs) No, Um, I'm kidding. So, let me tell you a funny story. Okay. I go on Twitter. (laughs) Rich, DC. That was rich. I go on Twitter yesterday, and I... Folks, he went on Twitter. And I... <laughs> oh, my sides. My sides, they hurt. This funny story. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I see the name Luther Reigns trending. Ah, I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, to me... Anytime I see a name trending, I saw Hillbilly Jim trending the other day, and I was like, oh, God, he died. Because I assumed Hillbilly Jim was already in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I assumed Luther Reigns had died, and I was shocked that his death warranted being trending. And then come to find out, no, he's, he's not still dead. alive. He's still alive. But this whole Johnny Bravo, which sounds like Johnny Nitro, John Morrison's latest character... Um, this whole steroid scandal involving Roman Reigns was actually no about Luther Reigns. The guy just presented it as such that people would think we were talking about current superstar. Yes, Roman Roman Reigns. Reigns. So here's a here's a here's a surprise for you, DC, coming out of this. Johnny Bravo, scumbag leader of of a of a steroid ring is a scumbag who will do anything for publicity. Surprise! 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 Scumbag liar lies. Right. News at 11. News at 11. There you go. So, I still don't know, you know, I understand the rumor was they were keeping Braun Strowman kind of as a, you know, in case Brock bailed or in case... Um, Brock was never did. going to bail. What do you make of this whole, like, he's wrestling at more live events now. He beat Kane in under a minute. He beat The Miz in under a minute. Is he just finishing up dates? Is he just checking things off the calendar? Of, it's you know. possible. Um, 
But, you know, the WWE, I imagine the contract is such that they have to, you know, agree to book him at those dates. So they have some sort of motive here to to getting him through those dates, if so. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's a two-sided thing. Do you think Brock Lesnar is done at WrestleMania? Or do you think he still wrestles? Let me put it this way. I think he probably should be done at WrestleMania. Um, In terms of his legacy, this whole last run, I think, I think has accomplished exactly what they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And maybe it it took too long for them to get there, um, four Mm -hmm. years instead of two or something like that. But I think that if he were to retire now, his lasting legacy would be relatively positive. Um, So I do think it's an opportune moment for him to disappear forever. But that said, I think the WWE are probably interested in keeping Brock Lesnar around um, as a special attraction, even though perhaps he is not as special as he once was. But I mm-hmm. think you can still make him be that special attraction with the right build and with the right sort of restraint in terms of you know bringing him out. And I think I said this on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but for the last several years... I don't know if you've noticed, but at WrestleMania, there has been a trend of having a past superstar who, you know, the the company feels has a great deal of value left to them, but whom cannot or is not interested in a full-time wrestling schedule being trotted out once a year to have a marquee match. I'm thinking Triple H the last couple of years. I'm thinking The Undertaker. Um, if The Undertaker is really done, although I'm less convinced of that, I think there is a good chance he will be at this year's WrestleMania. But you can see in a world where those types of people aren't going to be around anymore, you could see them holding on to a contract with Brock Lesnar where they tell him, hey, we're going to pay you a ridiculous amount of money to wrestle for us literally once a year. Yeah. And I think that he would be more than happy to do that. And yeah. we need you we need you from the end of January to the beginning of April and that's not full time. Right. And frankly from January until March that can just be Paul Heyman. Yep. And you can just show up like twice. Yeah. And honestly, that honestly, that is no different than the Undertaker's last couple of years. People want to get mad about it, but there is no... They paid The Undertaker a ridiculous amount of money to wrestle once a year. And you might say to me, the difference is Undertaker wrestled for a long time. He paid his dues. He loves the business, clearly. Brock Lesnar does not care about any of that stuff. I don't care about that. Brock Lesnar is a businessman. The company is a company. From their perspective, there is no difference. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. What... At what point, I don't expect you to know the the exact answer to this, but ballpark it for me. When did The Undertaker go from being a regular part of wrestling to the once-a-year attraction? I'm not sure, but... Are we talking 25, 26? I think so, yes. The Michaels Michaels years? I think so. Because it was definitely not... After that, you know, because then he showed up for Taker. And, and don't get me wrong, and... people can, they can send in emails and argue with me all day. Oh, remember Undertaker, he wrestled Brock Lesnar at Hell in a Cell or SummerSlam. He wrestled three times thing. that year. 
different thing. I mean, it, and it doesn't preclude the possibility of Lesnar wrestling two or three times a year. Absolutely. But if he only, if the company only wanted him once a year, that would be enough to keep him under contract, mm-hmm. is my point. Yeah. Because if we're looking at it and saying, okay, you know, I think before that he was wrestling Edge, and I'm still talking about The Undertaker here. He wrestled Ric Flair at one point. He was more of a regular. <clears throat> that means we're talking about fifteen, right, right around year 15 or so, maybe, maybe closer to 20. But right around year 15 to 20, Undertaker went to being a part-time thing. Well, Brock Lesnar started in about 2001, 2002. So we are approaching the 20-year mark for Brock Lesnar's career. Plus... I don't think anyone argues with you if he doesn't have the title. No. If he's not universal champion and it's just Brock Lesnar part-time attraction, I don't think anyone cares. Correct. It's just the fact that he's the champion and they don't like the way that championship is held. So Roman Reigns will win the championship and three weeks in will be tired of him too. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, and I've heard some arguments about people saying, oh, they don't need Brock Lesnar anymore. They've got Ronda Rousey and she's she brings all the same legitimacy and blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's true. I don't think it matters. Um, no. It's, it's, she's both. a very different... There's nothing different, wrong with having both. Right. One, she's a very different thing, I think. And two, yes, you can have both. So that's a bad argument. That's a straw man argument. Did you enjoy the Rousey, Angle, Triple H, Stephanie segment that opened Raw? Yes, but no. Explain, please. Ronda Rousey is not very good on the microphone, and the angry face she makes is the exact angry face that Angry Miz Girl made. Yes. So, I, I don't like anything that involves Stephanie McMahon. I don't like anything that involves aggrandizing her, but... At the same time, they are selling me on Ronda Rousey by putting her opposite of Stephanie McMahon. This is like this is the first time in history that I can think of someone benefiting from a feud with Stephanie. So I'm very conflicted internally, DC. This is this is a, this is a whole new this is a whole new series of emotions for me. I thought the segment was interesting, even though I didn't. I muted it because Stephanie McMahon talking hurts my brain. Um, I thought it was interesting that Jason Jordan was not brought up. We're talking about Angle's kids and not Jason Jordan. I'm guessing we're done with that. Well, when Jason when she said how many kids he had, I was wondering whether that number was inflated by one. I I I don't know enough about. No, he does have four. I think he actually has four himself. Jason Jordan was the fifth, and he said four. Didn't she say five? I wasn't listening. Yeah. So, okay. Anyways, but either way, maybe maybe they did. Maybe they kept to the the kayfabe story. Um, Angle's punches to Triple H made me sad. Why? They looked terrible. They looked fine. I I mean I didn't I did not notice anything at the time. Let me put it that way. It looked it looked like he was stopping like six inches before Triple H's head. And maybe maybe it was just the angle. Maybe huh, maybe I didn't you know look. Oh, it was definitely enough. the angle. Yeah. Um, and I like that Ronda Rousey's finisher, at least for now, is going to be a Samoan drop. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and apparently, it has some sort of 
MMA name. You would but, think that she would do like a sleeper hold or something. I'm sure she'll choke Steph out at some yeah. point. Uh, the thing that I'm looking most forward to at this WrestleMania, um, given that it's a mixed tag match, and you know, I don't think Stephanie is going to do much work. It means that R- Ronda Rousey, who has only been training for a short period of time, is going to be relatively protected in that match because she's not going to have a lot to do. Um, so that's, I think that's a positive. But then on top of that, the other thing is, I the other thing that this this match does is it also allows Ronda Rousey to get offense in against Triple H, which is also going to benefit her moving forward. So honestly, oh, yeah. I do think that in terms of a match that involves tri- Triple H and Stephanie, which usually is all about them to some extent. I do feel like this match is designed very well, actually, to help get over the new talent. I think it is. I think it is done very, very well. I am looking forward to the ridiculous entrance of Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, and I hope it involves Stephanie McMahon telling us all that we're terrible, because nobody gets more enjoyment out of telling people that they're terrible than Stephanie McMahon. Hey, and if it makes her happy, then we're happy. You know what makes me happy? What makes you happy? Emails. Emails. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. We got a lot of people who were like, can you confirm that you got the email? I don't know if this email address is right. I'm like, it's podcast at DDTWrestling.com. If you'd like to still use DDTWrestling at gmail.com, you can. But podcast at DDTWrestling.com is where you can send us emails. We have eight of them. We had nine, but Nate sent the same email twice, so I deleted one of those. Oh, I thought it would be funny if you read them both. Uh, The first one, this is becoming a weekly feature. It's our good buddy Mitchell. It's going to teach us something. So a quick answer to Doc's question on if Southern Baptists are the ones who sing. While we do sing, as I'm sure most churches do, I believe... He is thinking of the genre of music, Southern Gospel, which is like if Barbershop Quartet started a country band that sang about Jesus. You know, I've never thought about it in that those terms, but I kind of like it. Uh, I'm going on to iTunes to buy some Southern Gospel. Hell yeah. just sold a record. In other news, I heard you guys discussing last week if WWE would start showing Raw Smackdown on the network immediately. Uh, were the deal with Fox to go through. While I agree with Doc that that's a hard no, there may be hope for other cheap online access. Currently, Raw and SmackDown post one-and-a-half-hour versions of their show the following day on Hulu. Now, upon buying Fox late last year, Disney, who already owned part of Hulu, acquired Fox share as well and are now majority owners. In other words, posting a full version of Raw and SmackDown on Hulu with their cable deal would be more beneficial to them than it was for NBC, as they have financial interest in both platforms. Couple this with the fact that the new deal could be putting Raw back two hours anyway, and it seems like a real possibility. Thoughts? Am I crazy? What say you? Um, honestly, I think you're, you have a lot going for you there, but the one thing I will say is I don't think Disney really gains anything by, one, switching from the reduced version to the full version. The WWE has a lot of filler content, and I kind of think that, you know, getting it down to an hour and a half as a downloadable thing is something that they, as a company, want to do um, with that product. So I I don't know that that would actually go back. I mean, maybe if they went to two hours, you'd get more proportional. That's what what I have heard is the Fox deal would allow – 
Raw to go back to two hours, which Triple H has said is what the ideal would be. Right. Two-hour show on Monday, two-hour show on Tuesday. So proportionally, you would see more of that content on Hulu if it went back to two hours, but I still think they would trim it. Um, now that They might. <coughs> hmm? Go ahead. No, I said they might. And, you know, my problem with the Hulu versions is the stuff they would trim is the stuff I care about. Yes. You're not going to put Bo Dallas on the 90-minute version of Hulu, and that's blasphemy in my mind. And here's the thing. So, the other thing with um, the network versus Hulu is I don't foresee the arrangement changing. Hulu is not – I mean, okay, Hulu has a live TV service. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the video-on-demand portion of Hulu here. Um Hulu is not going to start live streaming Raw and SmackDown when it happens. And that's the key thing here. If it was on the WWE Network, potentially they could stream it live. You could watch it the same time that it goes out on cable television. That's yep. the real appeal of that, at least to me. Um, so no matter what happens with Hulu, you're never going to get the live component, which to me makes it not worthwhile. Unless you do the Hulu TV. Right. But that's too Hulu much money. Has, that's like $40 yes. a month. I'm not paying that. I'd like to point out that while you were talking yeah. just now, in my head, I was writing a barbershop quartet song about Jesus. I didn't know you felt that way about Jesus. I don't. But I was like, what would that sound like? Goodbye, my son of God, baby. Farewell, my own sweet Lord, sweet Lord. That's why Nerd DC sounds the way it does, because I can't sing. You're not that bad. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Mitchell, for... Uh, although now we don't have a further question, because, you know, his, usually his answers bring more questions. I don't know if I have another question about... Do you have anything about Southern Baptists and him being part of the ministry? Um, okay, so, okay, so, wait, he just said that the ones who sing are Southern Baptists. Well, he said that everyone sings. Oh. He believes that there's song in yeah. every church. Well, I don't know about every church, but, I mean, even, like, a Catholic church, there is some There's usually sing. some sort of musical component. Right, but I don't, if it's not like what, you know, the Southern Gospel Baptist style. Yes. Well, I, again, I'm saying Baptist, but he's saying Southern Baptists aren't the ones who sing. I don't think of it as like I'm thinking of you know it's it's not even a barbershop quartet I'm thinking of the whole choir yeah sort of yeah. thing like sister act sort of okay thing. well here's the thing you know? well sister act two here's I the think. thing I want to hear from Mitchell then if it's not the ones who sing I want you to describe Southern Baptists you know your your um, your um, not congregation what do you call that a branch of uh, ministry. Sure. Uh, I, I want to know how you, in the most reductionist way possible, <laughs> would describe uh, Southern Baptists. Like, so if I, instead of saying, oh, they're the ones who sing, what would someone say to, to sum up the essence, if you will? Um, okay. I want to know if he had a Southern Baptist church at night, would he call it the Ministry of Darkness? That's what I want to know. I hate you. We'll see which question is more offensive. Our next email comes from... Oh, man. <laughs> Would you like me to read this one? Oh, yeah. I'm losing my voice. So you, you go ahead. Jer Jeremy Jeremy gets hot. Uh, would you like to go get a drink of water? Uh, yeah. I can go on. I'll be right back. You read. I can read. I will read Jeremy's email, 
while we get a water because Doc's not going to – this is about the list. I suppose actually we should share, save this for the list. Let me see. Okay, no, we'll just read it. Uh, the subject is, say what you will about National Socialism, dude, but at least it's an ethos. Gentlemen, I hope you both know that you two are among my favorite people in the internet wrestling community. That doesn't bode well for what's coming next. Interacting with you both on the Twitter.com brings light into my often dull and banal day to day meanderings through life. But sirs, you have stoked my ire, ignited my passions in a, well, passionate way. The great Brian Pillman is 50th on the list, 16 spots behind Billy Gunn. Magnum TA and Minoru Suzuki are each below our truth. And perhaps the most egregious error of all, Tom Zank at 95, below Victor, Samir Singh, and Mantar? Sirs, to quote the dude from The Big Lebowski upon confronting the real Big Lebowski and seeking recompense from the thugs who peed on his rug, which really tied the room together, I do mind. The dude minds. This will not stand, you know. This aggression will not stand, man. It has been suggested to me that the list is fluid, that it's possible for a wrestler to produce a string of matches over the weeks or months that would boost their standing in the eyes of the men behind DDT Wrestling. This is wise. I'd like to point out that his fonts are changing size. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a ransom letter. <laughs> like, Jeremy, what was going on with your computer? Uh I am of the opinion that at some point you need to record a special episode of the list. This list reconciliation, reconsidering, and reordering spectacular Ooh. would be a time to reevaluate some of the decisions made thus far. It would allow a current star to move up, and it would allow a reconsidering of the places of some of those currently ranked. Your realization that the list should be fluid was a stroke of genius. I would hope you would consider moving ex-wrestlers, not just current ones. Today, March 6th, but seriously, <laughs> the fonts are messing with me, man. They're messing with me. Today, March 6th, is the 20th anniversary of the release of The Big Lebowski. One theme of the movie is that the value of goods and services are based strictly upon the value a person ascribes to it. The chain of production and the market in general matters not. Only the practical utility of a thing determines its true value. With all that said, my question is this. Keeping in mind the idea of practical utility, what makes your list of top five manager gimmicks? Jimmy Hart's megaphone, Cornette's tennis racket, Paulie Dangerously cell phone, Paul Bearer's urn, hashtag justice for the Z-Man. <laughs> now, I said while you were getting your water, I said that we could read this on the list, but since I was stalling for time, I just decided to read That's it now. Fine. We might need to revisit this on our next episode. I will that. say, I love this idea of the list reconciliation spectacular. Um, I think at some point we're going to have, maybe it should be a regular thing. Like maybe every, I don't know, 20 episodes or something. We look at the list as it stands and we decide if we need to move something around. We might want to do it every 100 wrestlers, like every 100 wrestlers that make the list. We stop and evaluate. Because right idea. now, right now we're at 120, 130, somewhere there. So we're kind of overdue for one. But something along those lines, where every so often we get together and say, "Okay, 
you know, what's it's not it a look bad like? idea. It would give but us an opportunity f- also, because I know obviously we have emails. We, we we're open to uh, notes from people at any time. But if we had a show that we were able to tease, you know, we're going to record next week. Uh, get your letters in now. Make your case for your favorites. Um, so that we well, could that's actually... going to be that's going to be what needs to happen because I'm not going to move Tom Zank despite the fact that he was one of the very first action figures I ever owned. I'm not going to move Tom Zank just because Jeremy feels like I should. I need hard evidence to prove that he is better than Mantar. I've never seen Tom Zank eat salad with his hands. <laughs> not many have. <laughs> All right, excellent email, Jeremy. Oh, wait, we should answer the question. <laughs> no, okay. With the idea of practical utility, does that mean, for the, for these gimmicks, does that mean that we're keeping kayfabe alive? Because, like, for example, the urn, the only practical utility of the urn would be bashing someone over the head with it. But No, we got to keep kayfabe. But in that. kayfabe, given that it was the source of the Undertaker's power, it was how he was able to revive, I mean, all that other potent stuff... Uh, that would make it, I think, probably the ultimate of the manager gimmicks, right? Because, I mean, it could revive a man who was dead. Oh, yeah. No, it's clearly number one. Yeah. Okay. Clearly number one. Um, I would give some credence to Jimmy Hart's megaphone. megaphone. Because not only could it be used as a weapon, it was a it was an annoyance. He could, you know, you heard him. If you watch those old WWF shows from the 80s, all you're hearing is Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was no, the a megaphone distraction is as well as a weapon. Definitely on the list. Uh, one he didn't mention, but I would bring up is Classy Freddy Blassie's cane. Okay. Classy Freddy Blassie, when he was a manager, had a cane that he could attack people with. You could also make the case for Mr. Fuji's cane. Mm, okay. The same kind of thing. Okay. All right. Same kind of thing. I'm going to make a case for Captain Lou Albano's rubber bands. Because those were disgusting. <laughs> but what was the practical utility? Uh, I think anybody in the ring would have to be distracted. They'd kill, they would just keep looking over at him and trying not to vomit onto the canvas, which I think you know gave a pretty distinct advantage to Captain Lou's uh, yeah. uh, charges. You know, Jim Cornette's tennis racket was nice, but outside of hitting someone with it, he's not going to do anything. Plus, I would let you hit me with a tennis racket. Mm. What about Johnny uh, Polo? He wouldn't want to get hit with one oh, of those. Oh, the Polo, the Polo mallet. That's a good one. Um, we also need Reminds to factor me of the Shining. In, I, I I feel bad in saying this. Um, we're not talking about any of the females. Like females can be managers, and they themselves often like I'm thinking of Maria Canellis. She's often her own distraction as she jumps on and starts. Yeah, but she doesn't have a gimmick. The opponent. I mean. It's not if you're taking gimmick to mean a physical object, she does not have one of those that she employs beyond her own body. Two of them, yeah. I say, um, well, then who else though? Because you know, clearly the urn is number one, yeah. We've listed three others, I believe we listed four. Well, yes, but I'm I'm lumping Fuji's cane and Blassie's cane. Together. So you're telling me you're not putting the rubber bands on the list? No, that's on the list too. The megaphone, the cane, and the rubber bands. That's three more along with the urn, which makes a total of four. I see. Uh, you know, Paulie dangerously cell phone. He was on it conducting business deals and things while he sat ringside and then would hit someone with it. So I suppose you could put that on there again for practical utility. Hmm. But 
Hmm. Remember, do you remember when uh, Paul Ellering had a ventriloquist dummy? Rocco? No. Managing the Legion of Doom in like the 90s, he literally had a dummy that he would go to the ring with. I don't know that he ever used it as a weapon, but it, it deserves mentioning. As do That's kind of the purpose of the list is to mention... I did get somebody who was like, oh, man, I totally forgot about Waylon Mercy until you said it. Yeah. Name. I was like, yes, that's what we're doing. That was me. Um, <laughs> I said that. Somebody else did oh, it, too. All right. But. Yeah. Um, I can't really fill out a top five. I'm, I'm having trouble thinking. I mean, even Captain Lou probably doesn't really belong on the list, I'll be honest. But, like. Well, Bobby the Brain Heenan didn't have a gimmick. Right. Like, he didn't have a thing. He I mean, you could say his weasel suit, because he broke that out a couple of times. But that's really not the same oh, thing. Thanks. No. The Reverend Slick didn't have one that I remember. I mean, the things that keep coming to my mind aren't managers. Like, I'm thinking now about, like, Beefcake's Shears. I'm thinking about the Legion of Doom's shoulder pads. Those aren't manager gimmicks, so... You know, you could go old school with the Grand Wizard, and he had the turban and the ridiculous glasses, which wasn't, you know, it wasn't used practically, but it was a gimmick Mm. that he had like Zeb Coulter. He had the little, uh, electric cart scooter, scooter, but I don't, that was bad. Armando Alejandro, whatever had his stupid hat and cigars. Armando Alejandro Estrada. I can't roll my, no, me neither. Uh, but again, so that, I don't really think that deserves to be on the list. Um, you could say again, it's not a thing, but like Paul Heyman with a microphone is his own gimmick. I mean, you want to like give a gimmick to Paul Heyman, I'm going to give it to his rat tail. He main evented Raw. What did you say? I said for Paul Heyman's gimmick, I'm going to give it to his rat tail. All right, done. With the hat? <laughs> yeah. The hat and the fake ponytail? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, number one, the urn. Number two, the megaphone. Number three, Paul Heyman's rat tail. Uh-huh. Number four, uh, the cane used by Mr. Fuji and Classy Freddy Glassy. And number five, the disgusting rubber bands for Captain Lou Albano. Thank you, Jeremy, for your email. <laughs> the word is face. Our, <laughs> our next comes from Tony Kiterio. Hi, guys. Tisai, the nope of negativity, as Doc referred to me last week. Just a little background. I've been Wait, wa- stop. What's that? I don't believe. Did we call him the nope of negativity? I, I thought you were the nope I of negativity. I said, I think, I think I said something along the lines of, man, for a guy they call the nope of negativity. Tony is just You're being pretty good. Yeah, okay. so, I, mean, I think something like that. But just as a little Continue. background, I've been watching the WWE since I was since it was the WWF back in the seventies. In case you didn't notice, I'm going to start pronouncing it like Kurt Angle. Uh, I've been <laughs> there through the birth of WrestleMania, the Attitude Era, and now this. This era is the worst of all. I ask myself, why am I still watching this? The only answer I could come up with is, I don't want to miss it when it gets better. I hope I don't have to wait too long. I know you guys like to be positive about the WWE. Well, at least you do, DC. But how can you say that this is any good? Doc, you're not even watching the shows. You have to back me up on this. They have forgotten how to write. There is no story follow-up. Nothing to keep me watching from week to week. This year's WrestleMania will be the worst yet. Just my opinion. As always, Tony Q, sent from my iPhone. I disagree. I think I, I, think I also disagree, Tony, but... You bring up a, a very strong argument in the fact that, that I'm not watching, watching the shows. The shows. Um, I I will say I'm not going to pile on the road dog. I'm not going to say this is all road dog's fault. People on Twitter are just fire road dog, kill road dog, send them out on a rail. Uh, but I will say the storylines of SmackDown 
don't keep me watching. No, not at all. However, you had the gauntlet match. You've had bronze, you know, greatness on a week-to-week basis. I don't think you can tell me that this is the worst wrestling's ever been. I'm watching 1999 WCW. If you want to talk about the worst wrestling has ever been, I'm heading that way pretty soon. I mean, you even want to talk about the WWE and within the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Like, I honestly think the reality era, um, back when The Miz was headlining WrestleMania, like, I love The Miz now. I think The Miz has really become a great performer, but yes, I think but he was not always so. No, I think that 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 string of time there when he was at the top of the card, I honestly think that was the, the worst awesome truth. time in the WWE. I think that they're they are on their way back up since then. Yes. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not watching the shows, I will say my typical. Pope of positivityness. I believe this year's WrestleMania will be one of the best yet. I think people coming away with this show from this show, even if Roman wins to close out the night, will be saying, "Wow, top to bottom, this was an excellent night of wrestling." I hope so. I will say, like, I am oddly intrigued by the Ronda Rousey thing. Um, if the Undertaker does come back, you better believe I'm going to be intrigued to see what that is. Um, yeah. And hey, AJ Styles is going to be at WrestleMania probably in a title match. That can't be bad. Nope. Like, I don't know. No, no, just no. Plus, just think of the if it goes the way I'm thinking it's going to go. Asuka versus Charlotte, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. That is three high quality women's matches yep. on a paper. Absolutely. Um, it actually looks like WrestleMania is going to be pretty good. I will say that. I mean, you, you talk about how there there is no story follow-up. I mean, but that's been a problem for years. You want to talk about real yes. follow-up. So that's just something that you kind of just have to give up on the fact that it's even a problem. It is a problem. I'm not disagreeing with you, Tony. But it's just something that they're clearly not ever going to fix. Um, well, and if you were watching, if you were watching from the WWF of the 1970s, when you didn't have five hours of weekly wrestling to do, you could have storylines that continued. There are going to be storylines that get dropped when there's so much wrestling you can't keep all the balls in the air, and eventually we're going to say maybe let's forget about that whole Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son thing, right? Because by the time Jason Jordan gets back, Kurt Angle could be gone. Could be absolutely. Um, so. But yeah, I don't know. Um... I do think Raw is pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, SmackDown, like I said, is atrocious, but Raw is not. has been pretty good the last couple of weeks, I would say. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I fully support Tony's right to have an opinion. If he if he hates wrestling, by all means, Tony, and I mean this from a place of love. We're all promoting positivity. Find your happy. Stop watching. Yeah. We'll let you know. When it gets better, you'll be able to tell by listening to the nope of negativity himself. When Doc Manson starts talking on DDT wrestling about how great it is, you'll know it's time to look back. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, like I stopped watching wrestling. Like I canceled my network subscription while we still had this show, like back in the early days. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to take a step back for a little while and refresh yourself. Take a break. There's plenty of other wrestling to watch if you're interested. And I will say, my my break in watching the weekly shows, because I, 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 there, I, there was a few weeks, just a few, where I didn't watch anything. 
I think has helped me be able to enjoy Raw as much as I have recently. I made the case on By the Book this week that you could skip Fastlane without a problem. Yeah. Like, you don't have to watch every single pay-per-view the WWE puts on. Well, if this pay-per-view isn't doing it for you, skip it. Especially when they're putting on this kind of show. I'll give you that, Tony. Fastlane looks like garbage. I'll give you that. Our next email comes from... Hey, guys. With Fastlane looking relatively predictable as we head towards WrestleMania, and Brian and Shane hardly featuring on this week's SmackDown, what role, if any, do you see both guys playing at Mania? At this point in time, with no match at Mania on the horizon and presumably a loss to Nakamura at Fastlane, I'd settle for Rusev versus Shane, and the Shane must be involved at Mania match. As for Brian, I don't need to see him wrestle or even get physical at Mania, but I'm sure it's pissed him off not being able to get cleared whilst having to watch a near 50-year-old Kurt Angle, who is one badly taken bump away from another broken freaking neck, get cleared to feature in what will be one of the marquee matches of the show. Enjoying the show as always, Chase sent from my iPhone, sent from my Samsung Galaxy smartphone? The I universe broke! Suspicion. I have a sneaking suspicion Che is messing with you. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong in the world. Um, what do I see? I've had on the WrestleMania wall Shane versus Daniel Bryan since the beginning. I, I don't actually believe it's happening, but I'm so ridiculously tired of them talking to each other that I'd like something to happen. Mm-hmm. It would be really, it- really ideal to me if this is actually going to go somewhere for – Shane to wrestle Kurt, not Kurt, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn or, or, or something. You know, have that be Brian's boys and have Shane either pick up a partner or be a handicap match just sure. to get something physical out of this story. I would love it so much if Vince McMahon wrestled. <laughs> if yes. we got Shane and Vince versus Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania, I would be so happy. Yeah. How old is Vince now? 72? I don't know. Too old to be wrestling, but then again, it's one match. Shane would do the lion's share of the work. Because, oh, Owen, you know, we have gotten nothing from Owens headbutting Vince. Oh, man. It would be good. That's my new dream. It would be That's good. That's my new dream. Just like even just like two weeks before, Shane just being like, oh, "I'm gonna wrestle you two, and I've got my partner." No chance. That's what. Well, all you gotta does. do is have Shane McMahon come out and tell Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that they're gonna be in the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial match, and Brian can just come out and be like, "Oh no, I, you are you're not doing that with these two. And then boom, you've got a WrestleMania feud. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure we're gonna get somewhere with it, but. It just hasn't happened yet, and I'm tired of waiting. One can hope. So when it happens, I'll enjoy it, but I'm... <sighs> but to Tony's point, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion we're not going to see anything. Our next email comes from Danielle. Hello. New email address? That's cool. With WrestleMania around the corner, I decided to start rewatching the WrestleManias I didn't get to rewatch last year. 1 through 8, 16, 18 through 21, 28 through 29. With Hulk Hogan beating Macho Man at WrestleMania 5 for the championship, I realized how much I like and don't like Hogan's theme song, which prompted a question. If you could change out wrestling themes with different wrestlers, but the characters would all stay the same, who would you swap songs with? My first answer is, how would Hogan's entrance be used with Undertaker's theme, but then Hogan would have to change his entrance or at least outfits? Food question, least favorite food item slash recipe to prepare. And I already have my follow-up question for next week, so that's great. Write it down on the next card of questions I have in the DDT pod. Cheers. At Daniel Sully 19. 
Danielle, slow it down with your next email. You don't have to write so fast. I would like to know why Danielle doesn't like Hogan's theme song. What is her problem with Real American? She doesn't say that she doesn't like it. I realized how much I like and don't like Hogan's theme song. Well, I like and don't like. Yes, but there's something about it she doesn't like, and I don't know what it is. Do you not like thinking about when it comes crashing down and hurts inside? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you could change out wrestling themes with different wrestlers, but the characters would still stay the same. My first answer is how would Hogan's entrance be with under... (laughs) I'm just imagining Hulk Hogan coming out. Dong. Dong, dong, dong. Because it would. You would completely change the character. You know, this is a WWE 2K18 thing, is you go into the create a wrestler mode and you can change their themes. I would like to see that, but without changing entrance or outfits. Let him just come out in the red and yellow. Oh, no, he has to. No, he has to. You can't change it. That that would be, because it says, but the characters would still stay the same. I know she changes it in the second part. But watching... (laughs) De- or watching The Undertaker, vice versa. De- 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 with the slow walk down with the hat <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who I would swap with if I could do the same. Um, I mean, I would say... Hmm, I know I would get I'm like the- I would get rid of Daniel Bryan's theme song. His theme song is the worst. Um, the Flight of the Valkyries It's a good thing? song, but it was always just this generic, like, we don't have any faith in you as a performer bullcrap yeah theme i would have given him a real theme i don't know whose i would exchange to him for the 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 easy answer is giving uh the million dollar man here comes the money (laughs) but i really like the million dollar man's theme song yeah but you could switch those around without a huge yeah i guess so i would like to see cactus jack come out to the stone cold the glass breaking stone cold sure even though i like cactus jacks as well Yeah, yeah 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 uh Hmm. That's a good question. Least favorite food item slash recipe to repair to to prepare. It would. I I tend not to cook things I don't like. Yeah. So. Well, I don't think it's 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 not. She's not asking that. She's asking what's your least favorite thing to prepare. So it's something you really like, maybe, but cooking it is a hassle. Risotto takes a really long time. Okay. If you want a good risotto, um. Because you've got to get, you've got to allow time for the risotto to absorb, for the starch to come out of the risotto into the, into the dish. Um, I also don't like making eggs because I don't eat eggs, so I'm trying okay. to make them for Mrs. Matthews, and they never come out right. Well, and that's that's, that's a become a point of frustration for me. Well, I mean, I think if you watch any of those cooking shows, like one of the things that you'll learn is you can't cook things that you don't eat, like. I think you should just give up now, or you should start eating eggs. Because if you don't know how they're supposed to taste, how are you ever going to cook them correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought I had gotten it, but then I found out that Mrs. Matthews was just being kind. <laughs> she she vomited them into the house plant, and you found them later when watering. So, what about you? I know you're not... I know Mrs. Manton does a fair amount of the cooking. I won't say must most of it. Yeah, but. I mean, I can't really think of anything that I don't like to prepare because if I don't like to prepare something, I don't make it, to be honest. Um, if it's too difficult to do, forget it. Uh, 
I don't know. So I, I don't know. Like I mean, maybe like. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I don't make That's pasta. Fine. That's because pasta's not good for you. So I mean, I love pasta. It's delicious. Next email comes from Nate. Hey, let me know if you want guys. me to read. Guys, <laughs> hope you're both having a great day so far. Flash, flash, forty-yard dash. Knowing what you know, no matter how much or how little about the cards, what show will deliver more for you? Whether... (laughs) I'm just going to let you go. If you would like to do this, take his three-sentence email and stretch it out to five minutes long. Not... Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor or N X T Take Over Colon. <laughs> Colon. New Orleans, question mark. Minor spoiler, but NXT tweeted out, so not really. What are your expectations for NXT's new title? And should Adam Cole or Lars be the first champion? Uh, favorite school subject and why? Enjoy your night, Nate. Uh, NXT TakeOver will deliver more for me because I will not watch Ring of Honor. Yep. Done. Um, I think NXT's new title is a cool idea. I'm trying to remain mostly spoiler-free. Uh, I don't know who will be the next champion. I don't think it'll be Lars Sullivan. I think it'll be Adam Cole, personally. Okay. I think it'll be somebody that's not listed. I hope so. But you just said you hope it's going to be Adam Cole. I, don't, I didn't say I hope so. I, I said I think it will be Adam Cole. I think if we're, if we're going with the spoiler, I think it'll be EC3. Huh. Huh. All right. That's a good possibility. And my favorite school subject was always social studies. And mine was English. Okay. What was your favorite book you read in high school? In high school? Um, like, like as part of my curriculum? Yeah. I don't know. That's provided you remember any of them. It, I mean, it's, if you're talking about a novel, I'm going to go with probably 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going with period, probably the play, the importance of being earnest. Yeah, probably those two. Okay. I like the people's history of the United States. I'm sorry to hear that. By Howard Zinn. <laughs> Our next email comes from Glenn. Only DC and Doc could get away with doing a podcast, creating a list of the greatest of all time, and make it as enjoyable and a must-listen. Bravo, chaps. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. I'm not reading this. (laughs) Our last email. You've been waiting for a while. I almost passed out. It comes from the POV. Greetings from Birmingham. What a great day today has been. 
Prince Harry and Meghan Markle visited my university in Birmingham. Of course, that isn't the biggest news today. Boom! Who's Meghan Markle? This week, the woman who's going to marry Prince Harry. Oh. Cool. Boom. This week is my two-year anniversary of joining the neighborhood. This guy has more anniversaries than anyone I know. Remember, I emailed you for several months, and you speculated, is this the only person to discover us not through Twitter? It was indeed true. I found you through iTunes. After that, as DC had a public Twitter... That's not what he wrote. (laughs) After that, as DC had a pubic Twitter account, I used to watch your tweets through Google and would laugh as he would tweet out everyone who emailed, but write, and Pav Mondaire, whoever you are. It was when Mrs. Manson made an account. I thought, damn, everyone has one now. I rectified, there's that word again, my old account dormant since the 49ers lost the Super Bowl three years earlier. Happy anniversary to me. Happy anniversary, Pav. Pav. Question. Okay. Why is someone from Birmingham a 49ers fan? Help me out. Are, are, uh, are you saying that you have to be located near? No. I'm saying how did how did the San Francisco 49ers become such a good team that someone from Birmingham – I'm always interested in that. How did you become a fan of the team that you're a fan of? I would like it's an to honest question. just sort of throw out that I am completely not interested in this because it has to do with sports, which are for suckers. To celebrate this anniversary, I want to talk Charlotte. Do you think she has been wasted since going over to SmackDown? Yes. The only thing I remember her doing in this past year is ironically against a Raw superstar in Alexa Bliss. When she was on Raw, she was closing the show and was a focal point. Now, maybe that is to do with her being a heel, but with her star power, she can be focal regardless. I think it's mainly her being a team player. She vacated Raw for Alexa Bliss to shine and to give some star power to help sell tickets for SmackDown house shoes. Tyler Breeze once responded to a fan who asked how he felt being buried. He said, very rich. So it's not about success. It's about being the best team player you can, and the rewards will come. Look at Naomi. She did exactly that for years and was rewarded with a title win at a hometown WrestleMania. However, I feel Charlotte is wasted in the sense that she hasn't been able to express her creativity the way she did on Raw. Who is she really feuded with that made you watch SmackDown with bated breath? Who is she feuded with that felt like you were watching the big-time moments of Charlotte of Monday Night Raw? We all thought when she went there that she would just dominate the show, but it feels like she has regressed. If this was the old split, she and Alexa would both be on Raw, so we are lucky SmackDown has her. But I do wonder, what exactly was she put on SmackDown to achieve, and how big of a fall has she took from leaving Raw? Fun fact number 18. In Sweden, some students let out a primal scream at 10 p.m. every night. The flogsta scream is when students at some universities stop what they're doing at exactly 10 p.m. and collectively scream from their windows. This is to help blow off steam, to ease the stresses of college life. We did that. Absolutely. We screamed out a window, Wilson, I'm sorry. Yes, we did. (laughs) Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry! Wilson! Ah, I do miss those days every now and then. Um, Happy anniversary to you, Pav. The P underscore A underscore V. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, I think, if you remember, Pav, 
if you go back in time to when Charlotte was closing the show, people were sick of Charlotte and Sasha Banks. They had feuded too much. They were waiting for it to be over. And then they accomplished that. I think that the real problem with that, though, was Sasha Banks. People were sick of Sasha, not Charlotte. You might be right, but I think this shows... I actually think this is a good thing, of course, being the Pope of Positivity. I think this is a good thing because this proves that the the women's roster is deep enough that Charlotte doesn't have to be the main event. Granted, she's champion right now of SmackDown. She doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all in order for wrestling to thrive. Granted, the SmackDown women's division... Really needs the iconic duo. Yeah, like really, really needs badly. the iconic. I will duo. say, I mean, Charlotte spent most of the year out of the title picture on SmackDown, and I think that was actually a good thing to allow yeah. other people time to shine. But let's also not forget that on top of that, she's had a really difficult year in her personal life. I mean, her father spent a significant amount of time in a coma. Um, And then there was probably a very significant amount of recovery, physical therapy, learning to walk, etc. So my point is, some of that missed time was maybe beyond the scope of storytelling and wrestling. And we've said that it's good that a wrestler can take time off when needed or when desired to be able to either attend to a family matter or do other things. And you know what I mean? So I don't think this is a big step back for Charlotte. She's still a whatever five time women's champion. Um, But she does need some serious competition on that show. Oscar goes over. Boom. Problem solved. And like, I will say like, I I feel like I say, I don't necessarily think Charlotte has been wasted this past year. Um, but I do feel like, you know, if anything, I am ready to see Charlotte in the, in, in the spotlight again. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry that we weren't able to see her, um, really excel much over the course of the past year, but if anything, it's been a bit of a refresher and let's get her back out there. Thank you to Pav oh. and Glenn and Nate and Danielle and, just, and Che and Tony and Jeremy and Mitchell. Just one more, just one more point on Charlotte, because um, he asked how big of a fall has she has she taken after you know leaving Raw. I, I don't, and this is the thing that I think is really most impressive about it is despite all this sort of time off and, and out of the spotlight. Again, admittedly, she's champion right now, but whatever. I don't feel like she's taken a fall. I feel like she's just as big of a name now yep. as she was then. Yes. It was we had Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey was there too and then at one point Becky was there too and it's just now. So speaking to you know, maybe you know your comment. maybe this is more of a reflection of the lack of really top you know like it's Charlotte and friends over there on SmackDown well, right now. Okay, you could go with it that way or you could go with it the other way, which I thought was the way you were going with it, Mister Pope. Um, I thought you were going to say that you know they have enough depth, as you said before, that she doesn't have to be on Raw, but also. They have done a good enough job of establishing their players in this division that, that you know, even a lackluster year is not enough to take the shine off of Charlotte. They And that, to me, is a really positive thing because, you know, they actually have... When's the last time you can think of a women's division having somebody that, that was built in that way where they could just basically disappear... And then come back and you're like, yeah, and not just, oh, yeah, her, you know, I mean, I just again, I think they've done a really good job building their women's division. 
excellent piece of po positivity. So I ask you, is that your piece of positivity to take you through your week? Mm. Do, do you have something else? I, I, I don't, I, no, not really. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess so. Ronda Rousey, I mean, she's, you know, she's going to put Triple H through some tables and stuff. I'm looking forward to it. My piece of positivity comes in the form of the Blackheart Tommaso oh, Ciampa. Good. If you if you watched NXT this week, he came out with a microphone and for five minutes had the crowd in the palm of his hand despite not speaking. Did he eventually speak or did he leave? No. He came out. The fans did the thing where every time he put the microphone near his face, they booed. And there was all these Johnny Chants and Johnny Chants and Johnny Wrestling. And then actually the NXT crowd turned a little bit. There was dueling Johnny Wrestling and Johnny Sucks Chants, which I thought was interesting. He got mad. He started to leave. He came back and picked up the microphone. They booed again. He dropped the microphone and left. Excellent. He, and that match, whatever it becomes, could potentially be the best part of WrestleMania weekend. And you have to factor that in, Tony. Let me say that one final thing. Like, you've got to factor in NXT as well when you're saying WWE is the worst it's ever been. Not when you've got so much quality stuff going on. Yeah. You want, yeah, you want some storyline follow-through. Let's talk about Blackheart, Johnny Gargano. How long ago did that start? Through an injury? Like, SummerSlam. It was, I think it was the NXT before SummerSlam. So we're talking about, right now we're entering month seven. Mm. Of this storyline. Mm. So. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of DDT Wrestling. Uh, please feel free to email us. Feel free to buy a shirt. Bit.ly slash DDT clothing, I believe, will send you. No, it's even to... easier. What's that? Shop.ddtwrestling.com. Shop.ddtwrestling.com. Even easier than my passe, obsolete bitly like they filmed ultimate deletion it's happened hooray i don't think it's gonna happen at wrestlemania though that's fine i'm looking forward to it i will watch it and i will enjoy they it. they had a poll on wwe.com that was which for like senior benjamin was on wwe.com which former member of the hardy compound do you want to see most at ultimate deletion and it was king maxwell senior benjamin um scars guard did scars guard win like I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I, I don't man. remember what the poll was, but I, there better be a dilapidated. Boat. Well, I will say I was watching. You know, a, a little bit of you know Hardy saying that the, the compound was prepared. You know that little bit that they filmed, and it did. It did involve somebody dragging Skarsgård across a field. Yes. So oh, I'm hopeful this could revitalize Bray Wyatt. Or not. nothing can revitalize Bray Wyatt. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that beautiful Saturday morning? Podcast at DDTWrestling.com, DDTWrestling.com, and DDTPod.com are all ways to get your DDT Wrestling. He's Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>